Welcome and thanks for stopping by. Whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to our podcast on one of your favorite platforms, I'm glad you're here. At this time, I would like to thank our partners and sponsors for their dedication to helping the show to grow. We cannot do what we do without their help. This is the Milani B with your host, Kevin James. Today, I have on the computer, James Early. James, thanks for being with me. Hey, Kevin. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. This is the first time we've actually done an interview together. We've met through, um, um, pod, what is it, a CPA, Christian Podcasting Association. I've known you through there for probably a year or two, you know, because I've been, I've been on there once in a while. So, so. We're going to get to know a little bit about James and, and stuff and the things that you do and um, tell my audience and, and share it with them. So let's start off with um, where is James originally from? I'm originally from Amarillo, Texas. Amarillo, Texas. Give me a landmark or something. I know Houston. Okay. I know it's, Dallas. Okay. It's up in the panhandle, the little square on top. It's right in the middle of the little square on top of Texas. It's between oh. Oklahoma and New Mexico. Okay. I have to look at a map because that doesn't, you say panhandle. I'm thinking a panhandle of Florida. So that's Well, it's I, called a panhandle. It's, it's a very thick panhandle because everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just this, it's called that. It's the square on top um, okay. of the state. Okay. And it's right in the middle stuff? of, it's right in the middle of, uh, of that little square and it's you know it's kind of the big city for that whole region okay so that's where you were born that's right i grew you up there, there for, and i went you grew up there yeah i went to school in tennessee um and worked in boston for a while then i moved back to texas then okay, let's, go back was, to, let's go back before let's stop you know, so we, we okay yeah so you said you went to school in tennessee and that's college so what did you yeah. major in while you were in college i majored in french believe it or not french yes i ended up uh going to france to study my junior in college i was there the whole school year and okay. that's where i really learned french i decided if i'm going to go study over there I might as well right. major in French. So I studied French literature, French history, French art, French civilization, okay. and all our classes were in French. So by the end of the year, I was, and my landlady did not speak any English. Okay. So by the end of the year, I was pretty fluent. And um, it's. Well, don't they say that's the best thing to do is if you want to really learn the language, embed yourself in the language? 
Yeah, it, it is. It's so true. And, and, and then not just the language, the culture. I mean, you things as such as where's the bathroom or where, you know, how, <laughs> how, where, where, uh, where's the, uh, how do I get a taxi? You know, things that you figure out the words. I mean, it's like um, I deal with food and, and uh, I was learning the word thank you uh, in Mandarin, Chinese Mandarin, because, you know, uh, I do a lot of Chinese restaurants. So I said, it would be nice. It's, you know, their culture, you know, let's learn one word. I mean, I, I can't speak old phrase, sure. but, but, you know, thank you is just one word. So it's like, you know, it's, it's nice. You, you, so you get that experience. So you, so you went to school in Tennessee and you studied and majored in French. Now, did you minor in anything else or just French? Uh, fine arts. Just, it, fine it was arts. basically a liberal arts education. Okay. So you're a creative guy. So, oh yes. And that's awesome. <laughs> All right. So now pick up with your story from there. You you went to college in, in Tennessee. So and then you were saying, go continue for what you were saying. Then I worked in Boston for four years. Uh, right, now, Boston, what part of Boston? South Boston? Uh, it was basically part of the Back Bay area. OK, uh, it was so, over there. Yeah, somewhere it was in the back bay. I worked for I I was I had a security job. I worked okay. day shift for two years and night shift for two years. So you were there for and, four years. Uh, yeah. And okay. then I moved back to Texas. So how, what, I'm just curiosity here, because uh, I'll tell you in a second. Um, what year would, would you do start in Boston? Um, let's see. It would have been spring of 1978. Okay. That was my, I was in eighth grade, but uh, I was west of Boston in a town called Fitchburg, which is north of Worcester. And it's about okay. two hours. I think it's two hours. East, no, what? Not east. That would be the ocean. Two hours west of Boston. <laughs> I, right, I right, right. On, I lived out on the ocean. Yeah. So I was just curious if I was up there at that time, and I was. Uh, I probably went to Boston a few times, but I probably would never run into you because <laughs> I would have been only in the city. <laughs> well, okay, Boston's so you, a really fascinating place. Uh, do you know it, the roads was, uh, were built over Old Cow Pass? That's right, and. Uh, that's why the boss downtown old Boston is such a mess for traffic because the roads are narrow and they, all these weird one way signs. This is way before GPS. Now you've got GPS to show you how to get someplace, but it was always, if you tried to get someplace by car, you never knew unless you were a native, but anyway. Right. Well, even I, I mean, I drove around Boston a few times and, I just left in early early nineties. They were just starting the big dig, and oh, uh, that was yeah, and, and that took for years and years to get done, and they finally completed it. But you know, I just uh, you know, I, I I haven't really been to Massachusetts touristy wise since like mid two thousand, you know, two thousand five or something like that. Because I grew, I yeah. said I grew up there. I lived there for thirty years, um, and it's a, so okay. So you lived in Boston for four years. You night stay two two years days, two years nights. So where did you go from there? And then I moved back to Amarillo, Texas. Okay. I basically was praying one day. I said, God, where do you want me to be? And He said, Amarillo, Texas. And I said, No. I thought I had, you know, graduated from being in the hometown. And, you know, I loved my parents from a distance. They were good people. But I thought I was, you know, I was in my early 20s and I thought I was ready to take on the world. And God Mm -hmm. basically uh, said, you need to go back and get to know your parents as people and appreciate them and respect them. And uh, I ended up living with them for two years before I got my own place. 
And we got to know each other as people instead of, I mean, obviously they're still my parents, but, uh, right. You know, I got to appreciate them as people. (laughs) You wonder what's going on in their mind. They're saying, okay, we got rid of James. We got rid of him for um, how many, eight years or so. And, you know, and then, oh, gosh, he's, he's back again. You know, like they were actually very happy. They were delighted right. uh, for me to. And while I lived there, actually, I did all the cooking and I oh. did all the shopping. And that was wow. kind of, they didn't charge me rent, but I sort of earned my keep by, um, you know, doing the cooking mm-hmm. and planning the meals and that sort of thing. Right. And now uh, you, was, you haven't mentioned it yet, but uh, I'm assuming by the conversation, you were an only child. That's not true. I was a oh, middle see, child. That, I had, oh, see, okay. See, because of the way you're talking, I, I you know, didn't think you had any siblings. So tell, tell no, me. No, I've got an older yeah. sister. I've older got an older sister and a younger brother. Okay. So, so you have, it is three of you. That's right. You're a child. So, see, yeah. I always I tell the running joke, I'm an only child of five. because i um between me and my brother six years and between me and my oldest sisters 12 years so so there was a kid 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 space and then me so when i grew up everybody pretty much was moved out so that's how i became an only child of five so there you go uh, so you're the middle child um that's an experience in itself i don't know how i've always been the baby and i've dealt with my sister which is the oldest what was it like being the middle child Oh, you know, uh, everybody talks about the middle child syndrome. I don't know. Um, I had well, a good relationship. I had a good relationship child... with my sister. Right. And the older I was, yeah. I did not have a good relationship with my brother growing up. With your I, 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 uh, he, he would just look at me and make me mad. And so I would, uh, I beat him up I a lot. He it was really too. Oh, he, he did that. Oh, he, well, he, he acted what? like he he acted like he knew all these things that he was just repeating information that somebody else said, and right. uh, it made me mad because I knew he would just he acted like he knew all this stuff. But when I was in high school and I got serious about my faith, I realized there's that verse in the Bible that talks about um, if you say you love God but you don't love your brother, you're a liar. Right. And I realized, oh my gosh, I really don't love my brother, but I say I love God, so I'm a liar. And uh-huh. I realized, oh, no, I'm going to have to love my brother. And I did. And we have a wonderful relationship now. Okay. Cool. Uh, and we now, have ever since it, then. I mean, obviously, isn't little brothers always annoying? And I, I mean, I, know I was one, but I, I was annoying. <laughs> but it's, you know, I mean, I grew up in a Catholic family, not a, you know, in a Catholic Christian family, you know, but it, it wasn't like what I would grow up. If I had kids now, they would grow up in a different environment. But, you know, little brothers are always annoying, you know, and, and they know how to push it. Well, buttons. you know, always and never are pretty big words. Uh, yeah. My brother could be annoying. Other times he was not. Uh, okay. Usually the problem was me. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so, to the you know, we've. Answer. We're, uh, <laughs> uh, but we we are we're good friends now. We're very supportive of each other. And yeah. Now, is there a big, uh, you might have said it, but I'm not exactly sure. Is there, a, how much of an age gap between you and your younger brother? Uh, about three and a half years. <laughs> so we weren't, yeah. we're sort of, you know, it was a good space. Yeah. It's not like me and my sister, which is 12 years. And, and she right. thought I was, and people thought I was her kid. And 
don't go crazy. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay, so you have a, a good relationship. One of the questions, well, one of the things that you brought up was is, is your faith wise, and um, is was has faith always been part of your life, or did it come in, in at a certain time? I mean, well, obviously, well, it it has to some degree. I grew up in a home where uh, we went to church, we read the Bible uh, at the breakfast table, or um, mm-hmm. There was always some kind of devotion. My mom would read me Bible stories uh, right. a lot of times going to bed. So I was very familiar with all that. And it just, okay. I kind of always believed in God because that's just the environment I grew up in. Right. But when I was in high school is when I realized I had to make this my own. And that's okay. when I, uh, you know, made the commitment to follow Christ. Uh, now you say you that, high school. Was that the beginning of high school, middle, and it was high school? well for me. High school in Texas at that time was tenth, uh, eleventh, and twelfth grade. So it was probably after the summer of my sophomore year. Okay. Uh, I was always always very sincere and mm-hmm. and everything, but uh, it's when I made a conscious choice. Let's put okay. it that way. But I, you know, looking back, I kind of always felt I was a Christian. I can remember in third grade Sunday school, they quote John 3.16. And I thought, well, I believe in Jesus. You know, it was a very simple childlike thing. Um, Right. Yeah. But I wasn't really. Yeah. I wasn't trying to really put into practice what Jesus says we should do. Well, nominally, anyway, you know, nominally. But uh, it all. Anyway, it was in high school well, when I kind of made that what, choice. What, what, you were a reader of the word, but not a doer of the word, in a sense. Maybe, I, you know, I it's was doing it, but it was more culturally instead of a right. conscious, I'm mm-hmm. doing this to follow Jesus. I was just doing it because I was trying to be a good person. And that's okay. the way I was brought up. And brought that up. doesn't mean I always was a good person, like when I beat up my little brother. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but but well, the yeah. thing is, when I when I made that commitment, then I saw the incongru- incongruity between my actions and my words. And that's okay. when, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that's what made the difference there. Well, the the light was shining upon your, your sins and stuff and the things that you needed to change. So it, it gave you. Yeah, a that one was pretty obvious. That's pretty obviously. Well, also is again we we applied you applied the information that you've been learning in your growth. But the main thing I get was you started developing a relationship with the Lord, not just a knowledge, a head knowledge of of, of the Lord. You started developing and a you know that actually started much earlier. I oh, was did? actually in fifth grade. Yeah, in fifth grade, I remember one time uh, my mom. Uh, and I were talk. I got mad. I was upset about something, and I don't remember if I uh, told my mother to shut up or something like that. I I said something or I did something that was very disrespectful, and mm-hmm. it was during the day. And she said, "I'm going to tell your father." And I was I was afraid he would punish me or something. And so I said, please don't tell father. And she said, uh, "I bargained with her, you know, like kids will." And so she said, well, if you will memorize the Ten Commandments, not the short little kid version, but the whole original thing from the King James Bible with all the 
King if James. you memorize that and recite it to me, then I won't tell your dad. And so, boy, I was really memorizing those uh, Ten Commandments. Oh. And I would recite them to her. And she also said to me, you need to ask God. You need to tell God you're sorry and ask him to forgive you. Right. And I had said my prayers. I had said prayers before, but this is the first time I felt I was actually like trying to talk to God like mm. you would to a person. Right. And it, I don't know that I got an answer back, but it made me realize, oh, I, I mean, I tried several times to do what my mom told me. Right. And I, I, I did it on my part, not that I heard anything in response, but I think that was the first little seed planted that this is about having a relationship with God. Okay. So, uh, you know, it was, I was a slow coming along, but that was, that was really the first time I think, okay. um, that was but it came age. to fruition more and I'm still working on my relationship with God, you know? Well, isn't it? I mean, it's like you, you later on, we'll talk about at the end, uh, you, you're, you're married to a, a woman. Her name is Polly, correct? Polly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So uh, I like that you are, sh I'm sure you're still working on a relationship with her. How long you've been married? We've been married 33 and a half years. Right. And you're still getting to know your wife after 33 years, I'm sure. Right. We still uh, we're growing closer together and yeah. we love each other more than we did when we got married. There have been some ups and downs, but mm -hmm. uh, it's been the for the long picture. It's been a wonderful thing because we've grown together because mm -hmm. we're trying to be obedient to God, you know. Right. I get the word that relationships is not a destination. It's a journey. It, it is. It's a, and it's a process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Process journey. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's yeah. What, what, whether it's a relationship with our wife or, or our husband or with our God, that it's a, it's an ongoing process um, to, to, you know, to work on. And, and, and that's what, you know, and, it, and how we do that is communicating, talking, praying. You know, I always look at it. People make prayer a big thing, which it is a big thing, but they make it a hard thing. I said praying is almost in the sense of like what we're doing right now. We're talking, getting to know each other, you know, and, and, and you know. And, and a lot of it is a lot of it is listening. You know, when I if you do all the talking and you're praying, you, you're missing something because I think a large part of prayer is listening. And what God is saying to us. Well, isn't the old expression, that's why God gave us two ears and only one mouth? Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, we're, we're supposed to listen more than we talk. And uh, it's hard for some of us who are I or sanguine or disc, you know, D out of the disc method. Uh, we are very talkative storytellers. We like to be the center of the attention and we're good with kids and stuff like that. So I have to pull back when I'm, I'm the host. <laughs> and try to push it on <laughs> because i'm i'm that i personality i i love not that i love attention it's just that i just you know i'm a talkative i mean sure. how many times yeah school, you like I people a, i like people well i do like people i always i have a running joke when i deal with food and they go why don't you do like uber or or lyft i said ah no i don't like people <laughs> <laughs> I used to drive buses and they, uh, you know, they throw up in the, in the, actually I was lucky. And then in the six years, never, no one ever threw up on my bus. They threw outside of it, but never on it. And they deal with it. I've had to deal with people, you know, stuff like that, but it's just in general, 
food never throws up at you, never tears your backseat up, never does all that kind of stuff. So uh, I, I, I prefer food over uh, people, even though that people probably would make better money, you know, but, you know, it's just, but I do like people. I mean, I do, I'm always interested. I, if I would have thought about it, I probably would have gone into psychology. Um, my dad was a psychologist. My sister's a psychologist. My um, step niece, my step niece is my niece. That's really a step now because she divorced her mother, divorced my brother. Uh, she's a psychologist, as far as I know. You know, we like psychology. I like psychology. I love studying people. You know, I, I mean, I, I I should have been a psychologist. You know, child, a Christian You know, psychologist. You could still do it if you wanted to. Yeah. Well, I think this is my this is this is our session room right here. <laughs> Okay, there we go. <laughs> you know, so it's like I am a psychologist. I just not paid for it. I just do a different thing. So, all right. So going back to your story, um, you said that you were four years of college, four years of working in Boston. Then you moved back to Texas. You moved back to your parents for two years, you said. Pick up from yeah. there. Well, so then I found my own place and I, I had my own uh, place in Amarillo, a little townhouse for about well, four or five years. Um, and then I, um, I, I was active in marketing and sales and stuff. Then I, uh, was visiting my sister in New York city and, uh, that Sunday at church, I met the girl who is now my wife. And the moment I met her, I knew that's the girl I was going to marry it wasn't really like love at first sight. It was more like recognition. Okay. It was like, oh, and she kind of felt the same way. Mm -hmm. uh, so within the year or so, we were engaged and we got married and I moved up to New York and okay. we lived in, in the Bronx for two and a half, three years. And we moved to Connecticut. We've been in Connecticut now for about 30 years. Oh, wow. Now, Connecticut, I'm familiar with. I, I used to fly into Bradley. Um, oh, okay. You know, uh, all the time. Cause my sister used to, at the time used to live over on in Massachusetts. Her husband was a VI. She was a vice president of AIC college in, in Springfield, American international okay. college. Yeah. And so I used to fly into Bradley a lot and then she'd pick me up and then, and then, then I would do whatever we need to do in Massachusetts. Cause my other part of the family lived in Fitchburg, which was, um, you know, West Springfield and then Fitchburg was, you know, a good, good little home. I mean, not, not compared to Florida, it was a short trip, <laughs> but Florida is like, I mean, just for me to go to one place to another is two hours. You know, I, in Boston, I could go from my house to Cape Cod in two hours. You know, so, it's, right. so it's a lot of different. So, all right. So you, so you did that and, and, and stuff like that. So where else are you going? When does your writing get involved in your life has it already been there you just haven't mentioned it yet or is it you know i down the road i when i it's about 2009 okay or so that i started a blog called the bible speaks to you okay um and your your listeners can go to the bible speaks to you.com and um and and check that out in in 2019 I included what's now the Bible Speaks to You podcast, right. and I just kind of added it onto that. I'm really not doing a blog anymore, but uh, for my podcast, I actually write out the episodes, okay. so it looks like a blog post. With You can listen to it as well. So oh. I've done a lot of writing. I'm working on a book. I've got several books in my head that I haven't uh, you know, fleshed uh -huh. out yet. 
So the writing has uh, been really good for me because it's helped me learn to articulate ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, I love to talk freely, like, you know, without, well, maybe with notes and things. And I've done Bible classes where I teach from notes or outlines, but, and I, and I enjoy that because I love the spontaneity, Mm -hmm. but with my podcast, I'm trying to make sure I'm articulating the ideas, uh, Mm -hmm. right way. And of course with the book, you have to really think about it and it's edited, you know, all that stuff. So, um, in the middle of all that, which kind of really prompted the podcast, I started doing weekly Bible studies at a nearby federal prison, the Danbury Federal Correction Institute. Um, this is in Danbury, Connecticut. It's about a 15-minute drive from my house. That's not too bad. And doing, doing weekly Bible studies, and I'd have people from a wide range of different religious backgrounds, mm-hmm. uh, different denominations, Protestant, Catholic. I even had a couple of Muslim people sometimes that really appreciated okay. my take on, on the Bible. And um, they appreciated it so much that I realized I've got something. I Well, I put together several sort of topical Bible studies. One was how to pray like Jesus, all the healings of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. I had one on all the women of the Bible and another one on all the angels of the Bible. And so by the time I cycled through all five of those, there'd be a whole new population and all those people would have been released. And I'd sort of do them again, and both for men and women. And I had so many people say to me, Kevin, uh, wow, this was so helpful. You helped mm-hmm. me rediscover my faith or you helped me restore my relationship with my family. Uh, right. One woman said to me when I came to prison, I was on f- five different medications for uh, depression mm-hmm. and I'm off all those medications. And it was because I was in your Bible study. I didn't know that at the time. I mean, she had a little bit of an attitude, but, you know, I just thought she was, uh, she actually grew up in a church where she was not allowed to ask questions. And I just loved her questions. She asked wonderful questions that uh, would be like you would talk about in seminary, perhaps. I've never been to seminary. I don't know, but they were good, deep theological questions, and they wouldn't let her ask them. And so I just... I treated her like a real person with respect, and uh, we everybody in the gl- class just loved on her anyway. So I had so many people saying, hey, this Bible study class has made such a difference in my life. I realized mm-hmm. I've got to find a way to get get it out there more. And so that's when I started the podcast uh, back now, in the Now, is the fall podcast 20... audio only or video? Or it is audio only. Okay. No, it's just audio. Yeah. Um, I I always joke with people. I mean, I, I've got better since I've lost weight and stuff. Like I used to tell myself, I said I have a face for radio, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, but but since I I mean, I grew a beard and I've had it for a couple of years now, and and I, I, I until then I never had a beard, and you know, and I, as I said, I lost weight in my face, and and it, and it's like whatever, you know, I'm I'm not perfect. You know, I've learned how to sit better. I need to get better chair for this because that, uh, you know, if I lean back, I feel like I'm too relaxed. <laughs> so I, I kind of like <laughs> lean forward and, you know, like, well, we, we taught that in, in psychology. You, you understand that about body language. You know, if I sat there and I go like this, you know, I mean, it's like you, um, well, you know, I, have, I put up a wall 
you know, you have to penetrate. Right. You know? And then if I sit like this, and I'm looking really interested in what you're saying is, you know, <laughs> and, and it, it, it's typical things you learn about body language is what's it mean? You know, I mean, are, right. you know, especially when you go like in business, you know, interviews, I, do you show interest in what you wanted, you know, that job or you just like could care less, you know, if I'm sitting back there and go, yeah, I'm just whatever, you know, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so it's cool. I mean, uh, you almost, I, I mean, I don't know how much you are into video stuff, but you know, that would be, you know, it, it's great to have audio because what's, what's nice about audio like this we have it's going to be on youtube but it's also on podbean and you know alexa has it and right. all those things which is good because you can listen to people could just listen to it they don't have to see our see my face or your face or they they can just <laughs> listen to our voice and and, and while you're driving the, down the road to work you know if you like i used to try to keep podcasts to be all 30 minutes but i find that it's it's almost impossible for me to get any guests and just be 30 minutes uh, i had one guest uh we did live in the studio uh, here at my office i have a room that becomes like a studio that for for video, uh, for, for recording guests and uh, it ended up being three hours long. And so I had to split it uh, into three parts. And actually, the first part this year, <laughs> Sunday, and uh, great interview. But it just it went. It was, she liked and for she was young, 25 years old, and she liked to talk. And, and we got a lot into it, you know, so it, but it was a there good you story. Go. So that's great. I, I love that. Actually, I, I need to get that. And I, I don't listen to a lot of other people's podcasts. So it's probably like yourself is, is we're busy. Um, I, you know, I, I do my podcast. I do a church service. I work at a Christian television station. So I am, I have a lot of sources that I have to do actually as work. So, uh, I, right, right. But your podcast sounds like something I want to listen to, uh, more often, especially when I'm, I, I listen to mine. I listen to every every podcast I do. I listen to it. I critique it. I don't, you know, I don't say, oh, I, I sound terrible or whatever. You know, I I got all that stuff out in the editing phase. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> I, I would definitely. Um, you gave me the link, and I'll put it again. Uh, well, say it one more time so I can put it up on the screen when I do the post production. Okay, it's the Bible speaks to you dot com, and actually, I put together a special page for uh all of your followers it's okay. the bible speaks to you.com forward slash t m b initials okay. for the millennium beat okay. and um it's just uh there's some resources there uh there are three little blue boxes at the bottom one you can click okay. on if Ooh. you'd like to subscribe to my podcast get on my email list um i will send you a little prayer guide I put together called praying with the mindset of Jesus. Okay. That's one of my That's core areas of focus is embracing the mindset of Jesus. And the other one is a playlist I put together on spiritual identity, discovering your cool. sense of purpose. And then the third one is something I've started a year or so ago um, called Jesus mindset coaching. Okay. I have coaching clients that, um, it's not life coaching. It's not uh, business coaching. It is mm -hmm. how to learn to think and act it and pray and love like Jesus did. Uh, embracing the mindset of Jesus. Paul says, 1 Corinthians 2.16, we have the mind of Christ. Right. It's not, pre it's present tense. He doesn't say we'll have it later, right, right. now. So mm -hmm. that's 
what I help people embrace and give themselves permission to use the mind of Christ instead of just their little human mind. Right. Uh, and cool. it's a, it's a, it's a paradigm shift really. And the, it's a mindset shift literally mm-hmm. of how we're thinking and how we're perceiving the world, how we're interacting with people and situations. Mm-hmm. So okay. anyway, uh, the Bible speaks to you.com forward slash T M B. Millennium B. That's so. a, that's, that's a good cool. way to connect. And that's how I yeah. appreciate that. Um, okay. Cool. So uh, the podcast. Go ahead. Is this a good time to talk about my podcast a yeah, little bit? We can go into that, and we can talk about you being a podcast person. And go ahead, talk about that. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so I'm almost to episode 200, which is wow. amazing. I've been doing this for over three and a half years. I, you know, when I started, I got to episode 10, and I thought, wow, episode yeah. 10. And now it's like I just yeah. put out episode 195 uh, earlier this week. But the whole point of the podcast is to get back to the original Christianity of Jesus. What did Jesus actually say? What right. did he want us to do? Instead of all these things, all these things we've added, uh, not maybe you and me personally, but that right. have been added in the last 2000 years. And I'm not saying those things are invalid, although some of them may be, but I'm really trying to focus on what Jesus actually said and did. And Mm -hmm. use that as my guide instead of some church council, some church, uh, you know, whatever throughout Mm -hmm. history. Uh, Those things, the the history of the church is fascinating, and we have a lot to learn from that. But I'm following Jesus. I'm not following all these other people that came up with these other things. Um, And so that's the idea of my podcast and also to, to help people follow Jesus better in their daily lives. Mm-hmm. Now, since you, you since it's a, it's a one person show in this in sense, it's just you, it's not like me doing interviews with people. Uh, I interview somebody once in a while, once uh, in a while, but okay. not very often. Yeah. But your teaching is more like a teaching uh, informational podcast. So it's, it's, it's inspirational, but it's also, you learn something from it. What's the, what's the, on the average, cause you, you, you write it out and you kind of really plan it. What's your average time on someone on your podcast that you do? It's between 22 and 25 minutes. That's kind of my sweet spot because it's cool. just me talking. It's not questions back and forth. Right. Uh, so that's the average. Okay. That's cool. Well, I, I always say that's good drive time. You know, and that's yeah, something exactly. perfectly. I drive twice a week to Lake Mary, which is about 25, 30 minutes, unless there's traffic on I-4 and it's an hour and a half, two hours, you know. But in general, it's usually <laughs> around less than 30 minutes. And so that'd be great. I could actually, you know, p- plug you in and, and then listen to you all the way to work and you'll give me some yeah. inspiration. Now, you 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 set up a web, the website and then also a, a link for people to get some stuff. Um, if If... They can get it there, but is there? Any, I mean, are you on any other platforms that you know of? I mean, you don't have to tell me all. Sure, I'm on. I'm on Facebook. I'm on okay. Twitter. I'm on um, TikTok. I'm on okay. Instagram. I don't spend a whole lot of time on social media. Mm-hmm. I, I put a few TikTok videos up. Um, okay. Yeah, I see. I see that. But I, it, I, 
I checked out all your links to make sure they worked, and I saw that. So, so that's platform in sense of social media. But what about um, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify? Oh yeah, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on all the podcast apps. Okay, uh, so you somebody can listen to me anywhere. Yeah, and they would find you by this name of the again. Say that. The, so right, the Bible speaks to you. Okay, uh, so they can the Bible search that. Whatever way they listen to it. I mean, I, I'm an Apple fan or originally was, you know, but I all my stuff is on Podbean. That's my server. So it starts right, from there, right. but they send it to Apple. And you can ask Alexa, like, hey, Alexa, play the latest. Well, you don't have to say the latest. This is play the Millennium Beat podcast. And it'll start playing it. You know, the latest episode. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So that, 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 yeah, that is so cool. So, um, but all that said, Kevin, I would encourage people to... Um, Go to my website with that little mm-hmm. link I, I mentioned right. and get on my email list because when okay. I do have a book or when I have something, a special announcement, um, you know, they'll that. be, they'll get an alert for that as well. Um, okay. Yeah, it's cool. And it, it's a little bit more interactive. I mean, it, it's, you know, a lot of people do Patreons and stuff like that, you know, they get involved with the listeners and stuff like that and donate money to it. And it's a good way to raise money and stuff like that. You know, dealing with, I deal with the church and their website, and we're trying to get everybody to go to the website because there's communication, there's things that we share, you know? Right, right. You know, it, it's, it, it makes it one little happy family when you, you know, you're a part of something and not just a, just a listener, you're a partner. That's why I've come up with a partner right. program. So, so that's pretty cool. So, so basically when you're in your bio, you're talking about being a speaker. Is that me? Is that part of the, your podcasting or do you do, do you do events or churches or stuff like that kind of speaking? I have I have done some online teaching okay. as well as some in person uh, teaching. Uh, anywhere from I did a three day workshop out in California uh, mm-hmm. several months ago. I've done you know I can do a two a two hour talk. I can I can tailor okay. any to- I can tailor my topics to you know long or short uh, right. depending on what the what the opportunity is or what somebody wants. And I've spoken to churches. I, sometimes I just call it a Bible study workshop. Sometimes it's more of me just talking. It just, it depends on what somebody's looking for. Uh, Well, it's good that you you can actually put what they're looking for. And then what you are into what they're looking for, which is pretty right. There's a page on my website uh, that talks about my speaking. And uh, if, if you in a church where you'd like me to come and talk or a group or an mm-hmm. event, uh, you can uh, go to the website, uh, click on the speaking. Um, okay. I, let me see. What do I, I don't even know what, remember what I call it. Uh, let's see here. It's called speaking. It's the speaking tab in the menu bar. Okay. And it takes you to a page. And if you're in, you know, there's a way to contact me there. So, Okay, cool. That's, uh, that's cool. all right. So before we wrap up and getting close here uh, to the end, I just want to make sure we didn't miss anything of your life because we left off that you you were you moved out of your mother's and father's house uh, after being there for a couple of years, and then you moved to a, another place and stuff like that. And we talked about your Christianity. We went back in time to um, when you were younger. Uh, is there anything I we really need to know about your walk with God between? that time and then kind of like right right now is there some things that we could we might want to oh fill gosh in? you know i i could i could probably say a lot of things uh i'll just give a little brief 
okay. fill in from the time I've been in Connecticut. We moved to Connecticut, didn't know anybody here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a six-month-old baby girl. My okay. wife was still working in New York City and commuted down, and I was a stay-at-home dad for 10 years. Wow. And that years. was a joy. Then we ended up homeschooling our kids all the way through high school. My wife did most of that. Okay. Um, and so that kind of was the backdrop for, um, you know, just, you know, growing our family and everything. Mm-hmm. I think as far as my walk with Christ, it has become, um, it has become deeper and broader. And I realize it's not about the words, you know, we can quote the Bible. Right. But it's about, I used to be when I, when I, I'll give you an example. I used to be when I was, say, 15, 20 years ago, when I was praying, I was like in there cranking the crank and pumping the pump. And I was doing something in my prayers. Right. And that's good. But mm-hmm. my prayers now are more, trying to listen to what God is doing. Jesus said to Pilate, I, the reason I'm here on earth, he didn't say to save people from their sins. He didn't say all these, I didn't come to heal people. He didn't say all those things, although he did all those things. Right. He said, I'm here to bear witness to the truth. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what is, wow. How interesting way to, for him to sum up his reason for being here on earth. Mm-hmm. I came to bear witness to the truth. What is that truth? Pilate said, what is truth? He didn't know. Mm -hmm. But to me, that truth was what he started his ministry with was that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Later on, he says the kingdom of God is within you. And that's a plural in the Greek. That's second person plural. Um, Mm -hmm. When he sent his disciples out, either the 12 or the 70, he said, go tell them about the kingdom. He didn't say, go tell them they're a bunch of miserable sinners. Right. Tell them about the kingdom Mm -hmm. and how wonderful it is. And, you know, make them want to be there. Don't try to scare them in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tell them how wonderful it is, how much God loves them. And so my prayer now, I think that's the truth that Jesus was bearing witness to was, Mm -hmm. What's what's going on in the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. where God is in control and God is supreme and and all those things. And so my prayer now is more. Really trying to bear witness to what's mm-hmm. going on in the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. because Jesus said it's here. You just mm-hmm. can't see it with the material eyes. You can't hear it or taste it with the five material senses. It's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 9 and 10, it's a revelation from the Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit reveals these things to us. So that that's kind of, in, in a nutshell, that's kind of my spiritual journey in the last 30 years, realizing okay. I'm just trying to see what God is doing. A lot of times in my prayer, I'll say, God, what do you think about that? God, what are you doing? How do you love that person? How do you see that person? Instead of, God, you got to do this, like me trying to tell God what to do. Like, right. you know, 
Yeah. What do they say? You know, if you want to, if you want uh, God to laugh, just tell him your plans. <laughs> uh, that's uh, I'm trying to see what God's plans are now. That's the, right. that's kind of my spiritual journey uh, in a nutshell over the last many years. Well, when, I keep thinking when you were talking about when the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, and one part of the prayer was, you know, um, that, you know, Thy kingdom come and on earth as it is in heaven. You know, like let your kingdom be on earth as it is up there. So, I mean, that's that's the general thing, and it goes along with what you were saying. It's you know? exactly exactly right. So that reminds me of that. So uh, it was cool. We've had it. You know, um, you talked about your wife, and you know, we, we how you met her, and, and in a sense, and and then you, you have a couple kids, and now you're living in Connecticut, and, you, and you're enjoying life. So that's great. Um, what would you, in closing, what would you like to say to someone that's listening? Maybe a little bit about their image, a little, a few minutes or seconds or whatever you want to about understanding the because one of the things i'm looking at is your commitment to help people discover their true identity in christ and see themselves through the eyes of god instead of how the world has defined them let's talk about that oh kevin i am so grateful you brought that up that's so important and i've kind of had to discover that myself because Mm -hmm. you know growing up you identify yourself by how tall you are how old you are who your parents are where you go to school what Mm -hmm. color your hair is what color your eyes are what color your skin is how smart you are you get older what car you drive where you where, where you go to university or whether you do or don't go to university what job you get all these external who you mm-hmm. marry whether your kids are smart uh how much money you have we have all these external things and then we have the things of what you know either our parents or society we feel like they're trying to tell us we should be a certain way now right. some of those things are good like you know be courteous and be polite to people but you know you hear the proverbial thing about a parent saying, well, since I'm a uh, an attorney, I want you to be an attorney. If I'm a doctor, you've got to be a doctor, or I want you to make a lot of money, or you've got to marry somebody rich. And we have all these things that we identify ourselves with. Then there's another layer of that is we identify ourselves with the things we've done, either right or wrong. Or maybe people have, maybe you, somebody grew up in an abusive home where they were mistreated emotionally or physically as a child. And I'm, I'm continually amazed at how many people have had that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it's the numbers are pretty, pretty amazing of even let's just talk sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. It's like one in three girls and one in four or five guys. I just, I, and, and I, those numbers may not be totally accurate right now, but you know, so then we start identify ourselves with those things, mm-hmm. the, our failures, the things that we've mis- mistakes we've made, or the things that other people have done to us. And what I've realized is, um, in a gradual uh, progression, spiritual progress, I have realized that I am actually made in the image and likeness of God. So are you. So is everyone listening. So is everyone in the whole world. That goes all the way back to chapter one of Genesis. God Mm -hmm. created man in his image and likeness, male and female. Uh, There's a sense of equality there. And yet then a lot of the rest of the Bible is saying, well, actually, you're not 
So you don't look like the image and likeness of God. And, 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 you know, all the people in the Bible go through these, these uh, experiences where they're not acting that way. And I think Jesus came to say, no, that's who you really are. You're the child of, of my father. Uh, you have the same father I do. And he made you in his image. I mean, he didn't say these words exactly, but to me, mm-hmm. that's the spirit of what he's saying. So I would say to somebody, uh, Ask yourself how you see yourself. It's not your physical characteristics. It's not all these things that have happened to you or the mistakes or the successes you've done. Um, It's how God created you originally in his image and likeness. All these other things to me are like mud. Uh, One time in one of my Bible study classes at the prison, I was talking about this. And one of the moms said that one time, uh, her kids got so dirty, they were so covered with mud, they were out there playing in the mud, having fun, mm-hmm. or maybe it turned into a mud fight, you know, people, were, the kids were throwing mud at each other, whatever it was. Right. She didn't recognize her own kid, hmm. but, you know, at least from the appearance, but the voice she could understand, and so she hosed him down, and took him in, put him in the bathtub, scrubbed all that mud off, and I think that's the way I think of even our sins, even right. even the things that we just the bad habits, uh, the things that uh, people have done to us that have hurt us. And maybe we're holding on to resentment and we haven't been able to forgive someone or we haven't been able to forgive ourselves. Some people start thinking that that's part of who, their identity. It's not. It's right. just like mud and it can be washed away and you can't do it all by yourself it has to come through god's love god's forgiveness and and obedience to jesus following jesus all those things and, and the presence of the holy spirit i mean it comes in all different ways but it you need that divine help uh, and so i would say Go back to how God originally created you. That's still there. However many layers of mud you may feel are on top of you. Sometimes it's still wet. Sometimes it's dry and and hard to get off. But right. uh, who you really are, your true identity, is the image and likeness of God. You are dear and precious mm. in God's eyes. And uh, I think that's why Jesus could love all the all the sinners, because he could see past that uh, facade of mud, I'll call it. He could Mm -hmm. see past the sins like, oh, my gosh, there's a beautiful child of God. I've got to let them know that's who they really are. And so his love washed all that mud away. Uh, or a lot of it anyway. That's a good analogy. So that's what I would say. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let, let, Let Jesus wash your mud away. New, new yeah, sticker. there you go. New, new bumper sticker. <laughs> let Jesus. There you go. Let Jesus wash your mud away. So that's cool. Well, James, I like to thank you for uh, being on today. I think it was great for our listeners and and check out uh, listeners. Check out his website. Check out the uh, the link that we're going to put again on the screen, and uh, you know, listen to his podcast and grow and and, and grow in your relationship with Jesus. So, James, thank you very much again for being on. Kevin, thank you. I've enjoyed it very much. All right. Everybody else, uh, this has been the Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. I'm glad that you stopped in. Stay tuned next week and come back, and we'll have another interview with another great guest. So thanks. Take care, and God bless. This has been a Millennium Beat LLC production. Views and opinions of the guest are not always the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat LLC. 
Check us out on social media, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and TikTok at The Millennium Beat, or on Twitter at Millennium underscore Beat. If you would like to partner with us to reach the world, go to our website for more information. You can go to TheMillenniumBeat.com or TMB2000.net. Your financial support is greatly appreciated. We couldn't do all we do without your support. The Millennium Beat just updated our website from the ground up. Check it out at themillenniumbeat.com or you can get there by using millenniumbeat.com or tmb2000.net where you'll be redirected to the millenniumbeat.com's homepage. I want to thank Mass Inbound for their awesome work on our website. If you're looking for somebody to build your site, I recommend them. You can reach them at massinbound.com. That is M-A-S-S-I-N-B-O-U-N-D.com. These are some of the things that you can find on our website. Homepage, you can watch our latest YouTube video or listen to our audio podcast. Also listed are some of the platforms our audio podcast is on. You'll find out when the next podcast will air and who the guests will be. On the top right, you'll find two red buttons, Learn How to Help and Become a Guest. Under Learn How to Help, you can become a partner, sponsor, contributor, or contribute to the future Millennium Bus. You give one time or monthly recurring. The choice is yours. The other button is be a guest. Click it, go to the form and fill it out and we will get back to you. We would love to hear your story. Click the about us drop down where you'll find stats, where we are reaching people and to find more information on our sponsors. Click on the podcast drop down, then click on the calendar tab where it will tell you when the shows will air and who will be on them. Or if you need to know about any meetups of the Millennium Beat staff, partners or listeners. Also, there might be on the calendar an event at which the Millennium Beat staff will be at. Click the guest tab for all previous guests, links to their website, social media pages, and any store they might have. Click the forms drop down. There you'll find a release, be a guest, or become a sponsor form. (music) 